Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 54 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Tuesday of bets. Before we dive deep into today's action and talk some lines for you across the value we found on today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on, whether that be on YouTube or the audio recording on your favorite podcast directory. Next, if you could also be so kind and you do have a few extra seconds, go ahead and also hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps the TTL crew make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, if you're looking for more TTL crew content, head on over to this episode's description. First link up at the top, TTL Linktree. Within that Linktree, you can locate all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, getting a little excited this morning, your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, juiced up, ready to rock and roll for another beautiful day of bets. My partner, sitting to my left, if you are watching, if you are listening, it's time to bring in the co-host of the TTL pod, a young man who I get the pleasure to sit next to every single morning from about 10 a.m. till 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single day. A man who I am proud to call my partner and my friend, and a man who I gladly lock arms with day in and day out for the daily battle with the books and run tickets to the window with him all day long. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing great. I've got nothing to complain about here as per usual. And uh, as 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 are you, I am uh, just as excited as you are to get back on another monster slate of action after a, uh, you know, juicy uh juicy night of sports but uh you know on the lower side of volume of action so i'm uh, i'm ready to rock and roll here we've got a loaded slate here today yes we do it was uh quite a week slate yesterday i was all over the uh underdogs in the mm-hmm. mlb the dogs were not barking you yesterday know? 
Rough day across the slate for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste any time. I don't want to BS you guys. We are a full Sweeping transparency here. show here at the Talk in the Line podcast. So let's get into it real quick. Yesterday's best bets of the day recap. Here we go. Our mags broke even on the day, one for one. He faded the entire public and every other single sharp that seemed to be loving the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday and cashed the hell out of the Nets minus one and a half, and the line flipped in his favor, Mm -hmm. so he was set to roll all night long. Had a rough beat on the Royals' first five uh, run line. Yeah, the plus a half uh, cower. We were super high on him, and he came out didn't have pretty it. weak. Didn't have it. Gave up four runs super early, and uh, they yanked him. I think before the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. So rough uh, outing for cower. As for me, you see the three losses over there. In my defense, I locked in the Marlins first five plus a half and the money line before Pablo Lopez was scratched. We do stream the show before a lot of those announcements happen Mm -hmm. and it just so happened as soon as we hit the stop streaming button so i went to quickly go and look and i was like oh let me cash this out i don't want any of this action i'll tweet something out about it and my wonderful sports book had already locked me out of it and would not not happen today it out so had to ride with it took the two losses and then i thought my cubby still had a very solid shot it was a back and forth game and then they let it go in the late inning so ended up taking one off the chin but Ladies and gentlemen, I got six more picks coming at you today, so don't you worry one bit. I got value, and I got lots of it. So hang tight. It's coming at you. A little bit of a rough play uh, or start to the week for our special plays, Mm -hmm. rather. I thought that one was going to be a guaranteed casher once again with the Royals' money line. Uh, Rough loss there. Nuggets plus four and a half. Let it slip away at the end. Almost lost by 20 points. And my Habs. Got to get a win somewhere. Uh, My Montreal Canadiens, I would have made them one of my personal picks, but liked them so much to put them on the special play. So doggone it. We just barely missed it. And the money line, Dice, Bruins money line, they doubled down on the wild card roll yesterday as well on the Bruins money line. Mm -hmm. And they got ran out of their home building now. I had the faith. I had the faith. If you've been listening... You know I love the Islanders. I uh, shared with my partner off air that uh, wanted to sprinkle a little a little on the Islanders money line, but I couldn't do that to our dice. So with all that being said, the dice will be making an appearance today, and this time going to the diamond yep. for the matchup between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. So stick around for the last segment of the betting half of this episode and all the analysis for the money line dice roll of today. Let's move right along. Let's get that stuff off the screen. Let's mm-hmm. put that in the past. Short memory. And move on forward. First things first, today's episode. My partner alluded to it here as we were kicking things off. We got a loaded slate on tap today. Two NBA games, 15 MLB games, and two NHL Stanley Cup matchups. My partner's got five best bets coming at you. I got six best bets coming at you. Only four games, so if you follow along, you might know what type of bets I'm bringing to you today. We have the two for Tuesday parlay. If you've been around four Tuesdays before, you know the two-legger. This week's two-legger. One MLB leg, one NHL leg, right around two to one payout odds. Make sure you stick around for that bad boy and get it locked in on your Tuesday bet slip as soon as you hear the picks. As always, we got some hot takes to give you and some stuff to 
talk some shit about in today's rants and reactions. So make sure you also stick around for the second half of today's show. We got uh, some good stuff to get into as far as the NBA and NHL playoffs and some other news coming outside of those uh, playoffs, but in those same exact leagues. So we'll be sure to get to that for you as well. And then uh, I shared yesterday in my Motivation Minutes with your partner and with you guys just a little bit of a John Wooden quote. And I actually had a follow-up quote to that and wanted to share a little perspective uh, as John Wooden is somebody who I hold a very high amount of respect for. If you're in the sporting community whatsoever, you know the name John Wooden. Uh, He has many years past, obviously, but uh, somebody that you can still hold true to a lot of his messages and a lot of what he said. So I wanted to share a little something that was special to me uh, from the great coach today. So that'll be at the end of the show in my Motivation Minutes. But before we get after it, partner, anything uh, you showed up here to the TTL Production Studios rearing to go, anything uh, you just wanted to get out to the kind folks that joined us today uh, before we get into today's action? Not before we get into the action. I've got stuff for the end of the pod, my man. I'm uh, locked and loaded for that. uh... Okay. (laughs) All right. So quick little sip of water there. I am very excited to hear that. So I will be buckling up for the last minute RMAG sidebar at the very end of the episode. But for now. Cut all the nonsense, stop all the banner, quit all the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come here to get stone cold locks from the TTL crew and run tickets to the window with us all day and night long. So it's time for that. If you've been here before, you know where we're going. But if you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much, first and foremost. And without further ado, it is time for our mags, best bets of the day. He's got plays coming from every slate possible. He's got value in every area possible. I don't want to steal any of his thunder because he's got some stone-cold, hammerable winners today, folks. So without further ado, as always, partner, you have the floor. All right, my man. As my par- partner mentioned, I keep saying partner. That's going to yeah, apparently well, going to keep one, happening. I one guess. of these here days, it'll work itself out. We'll five get plays. There. Five plays today. Two NBA, three MLB. First one coming out of the NBA. I am taking the Atlanta Hawks once again, plus six versus the 76ers tonight. You know, these Hawks have been red hot here in the playoffs. That is not just a playoff trend. They finished the season playing just how they are right now, red hot. They are 9-1 and one straight up over their last 10 games. And Trey Young is playing as good, if not better, than I have ever seen him play. It seems like every game that goes by, he is picking up more and more experience and more and more of that villain aspect that he keeps bringing to these games and he keeps delivering uh the really big thing that i've uh liking in this series here is that atlanta just has more depth than the 76ers do despite some productive nights from the philly starters the other night uh atlanta's bench outscored 76ers bench 34 to 23 that uh you know 76ers starters had solid nights all of them really did except for danny green uh, and that game ended in a four-point loss for the Sixers. So then you look at the bench, and only three players found the scoring chart there. Uh, and game one, really not uh, much of a reflection on the control that Atlanta had over that game. It ended up being a four-point win for Atlanta, but it was really you know a ten-plus game throughout the entire uh, you know first three quarters there. So 
I do I think it's going to be like that again. I think it's going to be a lot tighter this time around. I think it's going to be more of a 50-50 winner here. So if you're giving me six points in a matchup like that, I'm going to take the six points every time, partner. I am so there with you, man. This was one of the first plays that I said to you this morning. Uh, Conceded lets you have all of it, uh, but I will happily ride right along with you. One thing I did want to mention... um, that Embiid, Simmons, Curry, and Harris all exceeded, exceeded their season average in point totals, mm-hmm. and the Hawks still won this game. Right. You alluded to it. The final score was no indication of the Atlanta Hawks' dominance in this game. They played a lackluster second half and were outscored, I believe, by double digits in both the third and fourth quarter. I think but, just the fourth. But maybe just the fourth, but very, very small margin. Mm-hmm. I see this as a very tight game tonight. And just like you said, partner, you're going to give me six points. I will take it all day long. Yes, sir. All right. That's my first play. Second play, staying with the NBA here. And I am going to rock with the Utah Jazz minus four. Clippers got one day of rest after a tough seven-game series with Dallas Mavericks, while the Jazz getting some significant rest on the season. Eight and five ATS with a rest advantage. Clippers have some solid numbers, ATS numbers with rest disadvantage, but it's no, it's that's on you know a one two day split. In this in this case, you've got like a four five six day split. So I'm not backing the Clippers on a five six rest disadvantage time here. With Donovan Mitchell back in the lineup, they the Utah Jazz did not miss a stride. From the moment he hit that lineup, they were rocking and rolling, especially in Utah. They scored at least 120 points in all four wins over Memphis, and Utah's defense matches really well with the Clippers' offense. Clippers are number one in the league in three-point percentage, while the Jazz' defense number two in the league in three-point percentage allowed. In these meetings, the Jazz control, control, control these meetings. Nine and three ATS last twelve meetings. Twenty-eight and one ATS last twenty-nine in Utah. In the playoffs, that crowd gets rocking like no other. You saw it when Memphis came to town; they had no answers for them. And Rudy Gobert is as seriously as seriously good of a defender as people make him out to out to be. If you mm. have not seen much of him, absolutely. And, uh, you know, coupling that with the three-point defense, I really like this Utah Jazz matchup here. And I think that offense is uh, not really going to miss a beat while that Clippers uh, Clippers offense might have a day or two struggle here after that seven-game series, partner. I think you're right, Mags. I am, uh, once again, right on your side as well here with this Jazz pick uh, all over that minus four and a half on the spread. I will gladly eat the two buckets here. You said it, the Jazz have been so damn dominant at home, especially in these playoffs. Rudy Gobert looks absolutely unstoppable. I don't think they have any type of formula to stop him or have a counterattack on the offensive side of the ball for the Clippers. Clippers had a wild, weird, goofy seven-game series with the Mavericks, Mm -hmm. and I think they're coming into this one a little tired against the Jazz, who have a severe rest advantage. So, yes, sir, partner, I'm right there with you Yeah, and to add one more thing, you mentioned it this morning when we were talking about it. Uh, that Mavs team, not really. We don't really think they're as you they know, got nobody, right? Aside from Luca, outside of Luca, they nobody showed up. KP showed up and had double digits, but that's it. And the Utah Jazz this season have honestly been the epitome of consistency. Depth. So depth and consistency. Yeah. Uh, so nonetheless, Utah Jazz minus four percent. Those are my two NBA plays. One and two. Now, what comes after two? Three. Three. We've got three MLB plays. First <laughs> one, it's breathe. going. <laughs> I'm all good. 
First one's going to be Rockies versus Marlins game. I am taking the Rockies first five plus a half. Now, you might be saying, hang on now. The Rockies are on the road in this game. However, I am backing a low-scoring Antonio Sensatella versus Pablo Lopez matchup here. Sensatella, two earned runs or less in his last four starts. He is really starting to pick up and be a really solid pitcher, kind of like how we saw last year when he had a sub-3-5 ERA. Pablo Lopez, my partner was talking about him yesterday, mentioned him today. He had scratched yesterday, so they give him another day of rest today. He's been just as solid. But the difference I like here is that I am extremely low on Miami's offense. Last 10 scored over three runs only twice, and they are dead last in the MLB in first five runs. Versus right-handers, Miami 227 batting average, 300 OBP, 376 runs per nine. And in the last five, 10 Five and ten games, it's uh, almost identical to those, so they really stick to that mean of not really hitting right-handers very well. Colorado versus right-handers, last five, despite it being at home, I think things are going to even out for them starting today, honestly. Uh, those home and road splits, they've been really solid at home, terrible on the road. I think mm. those are going to even out. Versus uh, versus right-handers, last five, 322 batting average, 374 OBP, and 6.18 runs per nine. Like I said, Colorado has been really bad on the road. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. Um, but I am so low on the Marlins offense. I could see this being a 1-1-0-0 type action in the fifth inning here, partner. Absolutely. The Marlins are definitely starting to approach fading territory. Uh can definitely yep. start talking about him like that. I was super high on him yesterday. I already talked about him earlier, so I want to beat a dead horse. But right. for crying out loud, they are uh, not producing at all on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. Now, Nick Pavetta did get into a couple of rough situations mm-hmm. against them, but the thing for them right now is risk. They cannot right. get runners home when they are in scoring position, and mm-hmm. I think you are 100%, 100% spot 100%. on. A uh, little one one zero zero tie here after the first five. Yeah, so that plus, five, uh, plus a half there, I think it's right around even odds. So nice little money there. So that's number hey, three. I'll rock with you. Time for number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariners versus Tigers game. I am taking the Tigers first five money line. You've got a couple of lefties on the mi- mound today in Marco Gonzalez for the Mariners and Matthew Boyd here for the Tigers. Boyd struggled in May, but versus uh, some solid lefty hitting offenses. I think he gets back to how we saw him in the month of April where he held a 2.27 ERA over four or five starts uh, because things, like I said, he's been facing some solid lefty hitting offenses and this Mariners team is the exact opposite of that. Versus lefties on the season, 201 batting average, 269 OBP, 3.45 runs per nine. Last five, even worse, 183 batting average, 221 OBP, and 2.35 runs per nine. Now, Marco Gonzalez, he's got a 501 ERA. He's been solid lately, but I see this as a regression day for him. The Tigers' last five versus lefties, 280 uh, 280 batting average, 345 OBP, and 6.94 runs per nine. And these Mariners in the first five runs allowed 29th in the MLB on the road with 3.57 runs allowed. So I am extremely low. Another team's offense that I am extremely low on, especially against lefties here. And in these first five runs, or first five innings, they just aren't putting runs up on the board. So I'm staying away from the full game. And I like Matthew Boyd to bounce back here, partner. Yeah, uh, last I looked, actually the full game for the Tigers was getting sharp and big money. Uh, Knight's little differential there for you, about a 50% differential Mm -hmm. between bets and money split that I was seeing there. 
I'm with you right here once again, my friend. I think that uh, Matthew Boyd, <clears throat> excuse me, Matthew Boyd definitely comes back uh, to a little bit better form than we've seen from him recently. And I think we see a solid, solid first five here from the Tigers. Yes, sir. Maybe the legend of Akil Badu continues. Maybe. I would it's like to time. see some He's about solid. Do. He's about, about due now. So you're giving He's us Badu. four. He's Badu. <laughs> He's Badu. <laughs> you're giving us four. Now run us number five, my All right, friend. number five. We've got the D-backs versus the A's. A's big favorite in this matchup. I am taking them on the run line, minus one and a half for the full game. You've got John Duplantier, uh, righty for the Diamondbacks, versus Chris Bassett, righty for the A's. Duplantier is pitching out of necessity here for the Diamondbacks uh, due to some injuries. They've got a couple guys out. And in two starts here for the Diamondbacks, eight and two-thirds innings pitch, nine earned runs Five home runs allowed over two starts. In AAA, two starts, seven innings pitched, six ERA. So this is not any type of big prospect or at least one that's pitching well right now or the season at all. Things are going rough for him. Chris Bassett, 3-5-3 ERA, coming off of a four-earn round outing versus Seattle. It's time for a bounce back for Chris Bassett. Even when, I I think that's about as bad of a start as he's had all season. Even in those starts, the A's put up some really solid runs for him. Uh, A's are 9-1 straight up in his last 10 starts. Over the A's last five overall, they are 4-1 straight up and and 4-1 on the run line. Diamondbacks are one of the colder teams in the MLB right now. 2-8 last 10 against the run line, and offense has been extremely inconsistent. Last five versus righties partner, 167 batting average, 219 OBP, 1.3 runs per nine. I think Chris Bassett has a field day, and I think this Oakland offense has a field day today. I think you are 150% correct on everything that you just Uh said. This pitching matchup looms heavy, heavy, heavy for uh, this game here tonight. The... um, the D-backs, I wanted to look real quick. They I, they absolutely got bombed all weekend by the mm-hmm. Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. and I think that continues here. Uh, the run line bet was a very safe bet against them all weekend long. They uh, The Diamondbacks, that being they're a very cold team right now, can't seem to muster up any right. type of offense, and uh, I think that continues here. Chris Bassett bounce back game. Right, and this A's team, is uh, their offense at least is hotter than Milwaukee's oh, yeah. offense was, so I feel oh, yeah. extremely strong about this one, partner. All right, my uh, friend. One, two, so, three, four, five. <laughs> hey, you're getting it. There it is, all of our mag's best bets of the day. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. They all appreciate it. If you're riding with my man, make sure you get those plays in at whatever the best line you're currently finding them at on your favorite sports book now moving right along you got one half of the ttl crew's best bets of the day now it's time for the other half the other man sitting at this table and presently talking to you at the time being speaking of myself in third person it's time for colt's best bets of the day i am ready rocked ready to rock and roll I was gonna say locked and loaded ready to rock and roll all of the above check all the boxes i'm with it here present live good to go six best bets coming at you today they are all mlb plays i am looking to right the ship on my mlb record things have been a little bit back and forth i've been good i've been bad i've been in the middle i am taking everything from the sports books today and giving them nothing You heard it here first. Let's get in to my best bets of the day. Without further ado, quick little check. Here we go. Everything looking great. All right. Colts best bets of the day. First, 
two picks of the day coming out of one game. That game is between the New York Mets and the Baltimore Orioles and my two best bets coming out of this matchup today. I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles first five run line plus a half and the Orioles full game money line. I will put one unit on both of those plays. I am very confident in them. The O's are on a mini hot streak right now. They've won four out of their last five games and not to mention piled on 18 runs on the Indians on Sunday afternoon. They absolutely destroyed the ball. And over their last five games, they have put up a combined 38 runs overall. So they have been absolutely ripping the ball on the offensive side. The Mets, on the other hand, are still a little bit all over the map. You never really know what you're going to get from them, if they're going to be a winner today, if they're going to be a loser today. What it really comes down to for the Mets is what pitcher they do have on the mound. And today... They have the worst pitcher in their starting rotation, that being David Peterson taking the mound for them today. So on the mound for these two teams today, you have obviously David Peterson for the Mets and then Bruce Zimmerman on the mound for the Orioles. Now, Zimmerman has uh, been a little rough, um, but... Peterson has been rougher. Uh, Peterson, as I said, worst pitcher numbers-wise and in every almost statistical category you can possibly find on this Mets pitching rotation. He's had 10 starts this year, 44 and a third innings pitched, 1-4 and record with a 5.89 ERA, 49 Ks with 20 walks, and he has um, 342 OBP with an 815 OPS. However, The most important thing to me is his last outing. You just heard my partner talk about the Diamondbacks and how absolutely cold they are at the plate. In his last outing, he faced the Diamondbacks. He only went a third of an inning. That's right. One out, David Peterson went against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He allowed three hits, had no Ks, three walks, five earned runs, and gave up a home run as well. So he has been struggling. The struggles continue, and they are looking like they're even starting to get worse, if that is possible, for David Peterson. Now, Bruce Zimmerman, as I mentioned on the mound for the Orioles, has been rocky here or there. Good game, bad game, good game, bad game. But recently, he's really started to find himself at the end of May and as we start to trudge in here to June. In his last two starts, he's gone 10 and a third innings, five innings and five and a third innings, respectively, only allowed 12 hits, had 13 Ks with only three walks, and has only allowed three earned runs in those last two starts. Now, both of these pitchers are lefties, if you did not know, so that is another key thing I'm looking at. On the season, the Mets are pretty subpar, 224 batting average, 311 OBP, and a 4.06 runs per nine innings, whereas Baltimore a little bit higher, 282 batting average, 338 OBP, and a 5.95 runs per nine innings. What else I'm really looking at is the last five games here. Now, the Mets have started to fall away from their season trends, and the Orioles have got even better on them, if that's possible. Let me tell you how. The Mets, in their last five games against lefties, 222 batting average, 255 OBP, and a 3.75 runs per nine. Now, listen up. These are not fake fake numbers. They are inflated because of how crazy the Orioles have been playing. But when it is this severe of a difference, you cannot pass it up. In their last five games versus lefties, the Baltimore Orioles, 652 batting average, 667 OBP, and a 29.70 runs per nine 
average. Yeah. They are destroying the ball. I had to look five times in three <laughs> separate areas to make sure that was correct. And it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying they're going to win by 30 runs. I'm just saying that then that is a very substantial differential in the value you are giving me for the Orioles today. I simply cannot pass up. Some final trends I am looking at. The Mets are 0-5 straight up in their last five interleague road games. They are 3-9 and in their last 12 interleague games overall. The Mets are also 2-5 and straight up in their last seven interleague games versus a lefty and 0-4 straight up in their last four interleague interleague road games versus a lefty. Baltimore set it at the top 4-1 and straight up in their last five. You're getting them at an excellent price for how well they've been playing and hitting lefties. Give me all of Baltimore first five plus a half to either keep this tied or be up and then give me all of their full game money line here as well. So there you have it. My first one and two picks of the day. I love it, man. Yeah, you already mentioned it. If it was anybody else on the mound for the Mets, this would be a different type of hesitation. Yes. But with Peterson on the mound, I love it. Yes, I, I look back and forth quite a few times mm-hmm. on it. I uh, was on the Mets, and there were just too many key things that showed me, especially some of those uh, trends in interleague games against lefties and right. on the road against lefties. I'm not trusting the Mets here today. So there's one and two. Time for number three. Here we go. Third best bet of the day. I am rolling on over to the matchup between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds, not taking a side, going to the game total, taking over eight and a half. Let me tell you why. This one for me is all about the trends and the money and bet percentage splits. This morning, very, very sharp action coming in on it. About 38% of the bets with about 70% of the money coming in on the over here this morning. It has flipped right before we went to uh, start streaming the show here today, but it's about dead even 50-50 split uh, moving back and forth between the over-under. But I still absolutely love the over here today in this matchup between the Brewers and the Reds because of a few key trends. Um the over is three and two in Milwaukee's last five games, five and five in their last ten. In Cincinnati's last five games, the over is also three and two, also five and five in their last ten. For Milwaukee, the over is four and zero oh in Hauser's last four starts on grass, and four and zero oh in his last four starts overall. And in Hauser's 10 starts this season, the Brewers are 7-3 and three to the over. The over is 5-0 and oh for Cincinnati when their opponent scores two runs or less in the previous game. And the over is 5-0 and oh in Sonny Gray's last five starts when their opponent, once again, scores two runs or less in the previous game. So exact same situation there for the over. The over is 5-1 and one in Cincinnati's last six home games and 18-8 and eight overall to the over for the Reds at home this season. That is the best MLB record to the over at home so far this season. And the over is 4-2 and two in Cincinnati's last six games facing NL opponents. Last but not least, you got Adrian Hauser on the mound versus Sonny Gray. I did mention Sonny Gray's a little name a little bit before. Uh, So those are the two pitchers coming out. Two guys more than capable of giving up a boatload of runs. If they only give up a few, 
they get them out of there early. I am more than confident in the bullpen getting us over that total if it gets a little sweaty as Milwaukee is 22nd in the MLB in bullpen ERA with a 4.42 and Cincinnati dead last 30th in the MLB in bullpen ERA with a 5.78. Give me all of the over here today. Might be a little sweaty in the first couple innings, but I think it gets more than over here today. Yeah, I love it, man. I really like this one because I think there's a handful of different ways that this one could go over. Yeah, I really like the Reds at home. I really like them against righties at home. And then you nailed it with everything else there, that there's a handful of other different ways, even if that doesn't happen. So I'm all over it with you. And even uh, though the Brewers play the Diamondbacks this weekend, sneaky team here right now. Could Brewers? potentially put oh, yeah. up a good amount of yeah, runs. Most so definitely. I, I love this one to uh, go way over the total, uh, at least 10-11 uh, game total finish is yeah, what I'm I seeing. I think so. Here. So there's my third pick. Time for the fourth. Going to the matchup between the San Francisco Giants and, oh my goodness, can't believe I forgot who they're playing. I did not. Texas Rangers. Uh, It was just a quick little blip, quick little out of the brain. But here I am. Fourth pick of the day. San Francisco Giants. First five money line. I am back on my boys because they are no longer playing my cubbies. I would have hammered them all weekend long with some of the pitching matchups in the first five innings, but I could not do it to my boys in the blue and red. But today, I am back on my boys in the orange and black and taking their first five money line. Now, you got Alex Wood on the mound for the Giants. Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Rangers. Alex Wood, back-to-back rough outings for my man. He has been a dominant, dominant force on this uh, Giants pitching rotation so far this year. But man, he has really struggled uh, in his last couple outings. However, just to show you, he has been really good. Nine starts so far for him this season's season 51 and two-thirds innings pitched with a five and three record 3.48 era that is now a little uh inflated because of his last few outings 52 k's with only 15 walks a 292 obp and a 666 ops so he has been pitching incredibly well all season long and those numbers ticked up just a little bit because of once again some of those last couple uh, not so favorable outings for him. However, this is a huge, huge, big big bounce back spot for him uh, today against this Texas team that has really, really struggled against lefties as of late. Their last five games against lefties at the plate, the Rangers are averaging 232 with an on-base percentage of 259 and only scoring 2.08 runs per nine innings against lefties in their last five. So I love for Alex Wood to come out here and bounce back big against the Rangers uh, who have gone ice cold against lefties and and really find some early success and maybe even go about six innings or so as he has all season long. So I I like him to return to form, not to mention Jordan Lyles on the opposing bump for the Rangers. He has been getting destroyed by opposing offenses all season long, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about Mm -hmm. it. 10 starts for him this season. He's gone 61 innings with a two and four record, 5.75 ERA, 3.49 OBP, 8.51 OPS, and a 1.52 WHIP. He has been getting beat all over the ballpark, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, Giants should really have a field day on him here early. I absolutely love them to get to him uh, rather within the first first time through the lineup. I don't even see this having to go two two times, three times through the lineup before they start getting the Lyles here early. And if they do get him out early, I love 
going into the bullpen as the uh, Rangers bullpen does rank 17th in the MLB with a 4.32 bullpen ERA. And not to mention the Giants have been crushing righties as of late. Last five games for these Giants, 295 batting average, 377 OBP, and a whopping 6.23 runs per nine innings. Absolutely all over the Giants here. Some final closing thoughts as to why in the last five games, in the first five innings for Alex Wood, he is 0-3-2 straight up. Now, I know that might scare you, but I see some very positive regression coming here as he has struggled as of late, and I see that bounce back as I keep telling you guys here today. Lyles, 1-4 straight up. I don't see any type of positive regression coming for him. Nothing but negative regression going his way, and one of those uh, losses was actually against these same Giants, 2-1 to one in the first five innings. And last but not least, last five games for these two teams in the first five innings the Giants are three and two straight up and the Rangers are two and three straight up give me all of the San Francisco Giants first five money line here this afternoon I love it man you know those uh I am all over wood with you to have a bounce back it's those last two starts that are making this price at least favorable here so yeah you know I'm all over it with you and uh that Giants offense is uh you know Hot. Just, just as intriguing for me. So Hot right now. I'm going to run it with you. I appreciate it. There's one, two, three, and four. And uh, how about five and six? There you go. One matchup. The Kansas City Royals versus the LA Angels. I'm not afraid to go back to the boys because we had so much confidence in them yesterday. We once again have confidence in them as well. I am taking my two picks out of this matchup. Kansas City Royals, first five run line plus a half, and the Kansas City Royals money line. There you have them. Let me tell you why. Now, I love the Royals to bounce back here tonight, my yeah, man. So we I. took them yesterday, and if uh, I said it at the top of the show, if it wasn't for Cower uh, having a less than par performance for what he has been uh, over the last few years, we uh, had a really good chance of cashing that ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they looked good on the offensive side of the ball, but just couldn't get enough runs on the board in the late innings. I think this pitching matchup is going to loom very, very large. And not to mention that uh, these guys are both lefties, and it tends to be kind of a mash fest when lefties are on uh, the mound. But I do believe that the Royals have the advantage here for the pitchers. So with that being said, Chris Bubich is on the mound for the Royals and Andrew Heaney on the mound for the Angels. Bubich has been pretty doggone solid with uh, limited starts. He's only had six official starts, two other outings he pitched in outside of those where he went one inning each in relief. Uh, Outside of that, he's gone 34 innings total. uh, So 32 in his starts, 1-0 record, 2.12 ERA, uh, a nice 28 Ks with 16 walks, nothing crazy, still struggling a little with command, but a 309 OBP and a 643 OPS. He's been really, really good. And I think he's going to find some early success here today against an Angels team that has been struggling against lefties. I'm really keying in on some of these lefty stats with some of these teams here today. Last five versus lefties for the Angels, 250 batting average, 323 OBP, and a 4.50 runs per nine inning. So they aren't absolutely destroying the ball by any means. They aren't absolutely killing them. So I think Bubich remains in form and continues to stay dominant, even though this Angels offense is very dominant themselves. 
themselves. I think Bubich wins a lot of the battles here today as the Angels have never had the opportunity to see him before. Mm -hmm. Also, on the other side of the mound, or the other side of, I guess, yeah, the other side of the mound, Andrew Heaney, he is pitching for the Angels and uh, he's been back and forth all season. Not uh, anything great, not anything terrible, but as of late, he is getting real bad and I do personally believe that we're starting to see the true version of Andrew Heaney on the mound and he's right up there with Q as one of the worst pitchers in this pitching rotation right now. In his last three starts, he's only only gone 14 innings, allowed 19 hits, 11 Ks with six walks and a whopping 12 earned runs. I believe he's going to struggle against this Royals team who has found their footing against lefties as of late. Last five for them versus lefties. 300 batting average, 344 OBP, and a 6.43 runs per nine innings. If this has to go into the bullpens, don't even get me started on that because I am so comfortable with the Kansas City Royals bullpen, even though they did get a little roughed up yesterday. That is an anomaly. They have been really good. 15th in the ML be right around middle of the pack with a 3.94 ERA. The Angels 27th in the MLB, not to mention with a 4.89 ERA. So I love for the Royals to at the bare minimum keep this very tight in a tied game for the first five innings. If not be up, but I didn't want all that juice. You can still get the first five run line at plus odds. So very, very good value there. And then I will be also hammering the mess out of the Kansas City Royals full game money line. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, these, these, uh, this matchup here, the public perception, I would say, even without Mike Trout, when you see on the surface Angels versus Royals, the public is going to think that the Angels are by far the better team just based off, uh, you know, I would say public perception of the Royals. But without Mike Trout, I said it yesterday, this Royals team is just better than the Angels flat out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's that's one thing I wanted to add to. So I'm actually glad you said yeah. that because, um, yeah, I, I could not love them more in this spot. I think the Angels are extremely overpriced with this pitcher mm-hmm. matchup and I will gladly take another underdog. Start barking, boys. I need yep. the Orioles and the yep. Royals today. So there you have it. My best bets of the day are Mag's best bets of the day. Let's get into today's special play of the day. Mentioned it at the top of the show. The two for Tuesday parlay. Told you already that it is one MLB leg and one NHL leg for right around two to one odds. So without further ado, partner, I know you are just rearing at the heels to talk about our first MLB play. And if you are one of our loyal listeners, or our first MLB leg, if you're one of our loyal listeners, you know probably where he's going. I'm going to tell you he's not a homer, partner. Let him have it. All righty. First play of this two for Tuesday parlay. We've got my Chicago White Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. You've got Robbie Ray and Carlos Rodon on the mound, both lefties for these teams. Sox versus lefties all season long. I'll keep saying it. They know how to hit it. They're a little bit lower than their season average, but that's because their season average has been so damn high. Uh, First five runs on top of all of that. They are number one in the MLB in first five runs with 3.39. Toronto is third overall, but that is coming. Majority of that is coming at home. On the road, they are 2.48. First five runs on the road. That is middle of the pack. And first five runs allowed, the White Sox number two in the MLB at home with 1.58. 
And Toronto, once again, middle of the pack, 2.45 runs allowed um, in these first five innings. You got Carlos Rodon looking for a nice little bounce back. Robbie Ray coming into a White Sox uh, guaranteed raid stadium that they start to lick their chops against lefties. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while since they've got to really mash one. And I think that is going to happen early and often today. Sox are playing pretty damn well lately. Not uh, not at their peak of their powers by any means, but uh, still kind of ho-hum. I think it's six and three straight up last nine. Uh, so give me all the White Sox first five money line. It's time to uh, get the ship right on the tracks rolling for these first fives like it was earlier on in the season. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think it's time for the White Sox to turn it around here in the first five innings. Uh, this pitcher matchup looms extremely heavy. Robbie Ray had a good outing in his last matchup, but I'm not very worried about that. He hasn't been good all season long, and it, you can't trust a lefty on the mound against the White Sox. They are just too doggone good against them. So first leg of the day for the two for Tuesday parlay, White Sox first five money line. Second leg, the NHL leg, we are going to the matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, and we are taking the Colorado Avalanche money line. Few key reasons. First one, home ice advantage has played so large in this matchup, it's not even funny. It's been back and forth with the uh, home teams honestly winning by big big margins uh, once and then having close victories uh, in the other two games. So we're going into game five here, and uh, I think Colorado going back to Colorado has a uh, very serious chance here to uh, go up 3-2 and then uh, have the series lead going back in into Vegas. Some key trends that I'm looking at here, though, uh, you know me, Homer for day of the week trends. Okay. What do the we got? Avalanche, 7-1 and one straight up last eight Tuesday games. They are 12-2 and two straight up in their last 14 games following a loss of three goals or more. Mm. And they are 6-1 and one in their last seven games as a playoff favorite. Okay. In the last meetings between these two teams the favorite is five and one in the last six straight up and the golden knights are three and seven straight up in the last 10 in colorado give me all of the avalanche money line here tonight with home ice advantage need i say more yeah no absolutely not i love the home ice advantage i might even sprinkle on the side a little minus one and a half action for the abs here tonight I, I don't think, think it's. Well. I don't know if it's going to be the seven to one that we saw in game one, but I think it might be four two five two five three type of night for the Avs here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a thrashing for sure. So there you have it: two legs for the Tuesday two for parlay from the TTL crew. While we're at it, while we're talking about it, we might just uh, go ahead and recap it for you guys. Let's might go as ahead well and do uh, it. not waste any time about it. So let's get into the best bets of the day recap style. So, first things first, Mr. Riley White, if you could be so kind. Here we go. Our Mag's best bets of the day. He is going Hawks plus six, Jazz minus four, Colorado Rockies first five plus a half the Detroit Tigers first five money line and the Oakland Athletics minus one and a half for the full game. Moving on over to the right side of your screen for my best bets of the day. I got two plays coming out of the Orioles and the remind me who they're playing again. 
I am uh, totally oh, blanking. Boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Mets. The Mets. Yeah, the, the Mets. Mets. You, never <laughs> you never know. You never know what you get. Too many games. You never know. I'm talking about too much action, so you never know what you're going to get here at the TTL podcast. Uh, so we'll probably clip this part right here. That's yeah. a good little laugh. Uh, but from the New York Mets and Baltimore Orioles, I'm taking the Orioles first five run line plus a half and the Baltimore Orioles full game money line. Third pick of the day, Milwaukee Brewers versus Cincinnati Reds over eight and a half runs. I'm also taking the San Francisco Giants first five money line and my final two picks of the day, Kansas City Royals first five plus a half and the Kansas City Royals money line. There are the best bets of the day. You got 11 to choose from. Yeah. If you can't yeah. get any value there, holy smokes. But if you only want to play the special play, let's recap that bad boy for you too. Two for Tuesday parlay down there. We got the Colorado Avalanche money line and the Chicago White Sox first five money line. Last I checked, you parlay those bad boys up. It's about 184. We're getting close to the plus 200. Hopefully the odds move in our favor a little Mm. bit and we can get it above plus 200. Either way, parlay those two bad boys up. Add them to your Tuesday bet slip as soon as you can. And as always, you know the deal. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get these best bets of the day from the TTL crew in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. There you have it. Now you might also see down here in the bottom left side of your screen, we got the money line dice and it is almost time for them to make their usual episodic appearance. But let's recap yesterday. A little bit of a bad beat for them in that Islanders and Boston Bruins matchup. I thought they were saying. coming back, but I uh, uh, thought they were as well. I uh, told you at the top of the show, we are going to the matchup between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies for today's role. And as a recap, the overall dice record, since we have brought them on full time to the pod, they are now 11 and 16 for those of you not able to see the graphic on the screen. Moving right along. It is time for those Moneyline Dice to make their way to set. So let's get into today's Moneyline Dice roll. And here they are. They have arrived. They are back in action, my friend. Back in the flesh. Back in the uh, whatever material they're made of. Back in the ceramic. Sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, Atlanta Braves, Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. Braves are the away team, and the Phillies are the home team. I do believe Drew Smiley on the mound for the Braves, and Aaron Nola on the mound Correct. for the Phillies. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Here we go. Uh, Braves coming in as the dog. Plus 140 dog are the Braves. Okay. Minus 160 for the Phillies. Uh, Braves plus 1.5 at minus 143. Phillies minus 1.5 at plus 125. So, even if we got a little bit of chalk not terrible odds not terrible so uh or we'll get some nice little juice here okay quick reminder as always you want your own money line dice or any of the other awesome products that money line dice has to offer we have been using them since before we even started the pod or since we even started creating content for the sports gambling industry we love this product we're partnered with them we got a deal for you you want to get your own head on over to this episode's description second link down there at the bottom hit that bad boy it'll take you right to money line dice website you can pick out whatever you want once you get it in your cart enter code TTL10 at checkout. You're going to get 10% off your first order and you can start rolling right alongside with the TTL crew. But for today, let's get into it. 
So yesterday we brought a little something new. And I liked it. And I liked it too. I liked the it. wild card die has each option available from all the available dice. And it has the over under, the home and away money line, and the home and away ATS. So as a quick quick reminder, from henceforth going forward, we will be rolling for home and away, mm-hmm. ATS money line, and then we'll do a little wild card shoot. If the two plays match. The dice are telling us to double down. Right. Maybe if that happens, we fade it, question mark. We saw As per one yesterday, lost. is that yeah, what you mean? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, not, not a crazy trend yet. Small sample size, <laughs> if you will. But there you go. And if they are opposing on the wild card, automatic re-roll for everything. Mm-hmm. So those are the rules. The dice are ready to give their selection. They... Are juiced up. Let's get a little extra action on them here today. Yeah, that sounds good. Warm them up. That sounds good. Warm them up. Get them moving. All right. So first roll of the day, home away. Are we siding with the Atlanta Braves or the Philadelphia Phillies? The dice will soon let us know in three, in two, in one. Home team, Philadelphia Home Phillies. Home team, Philadelphia Phillies with okay. Nola on the mound. So I do like the pitching matchup a little bit more. So there's the first one. Second one, are we eating a little bit of a chalk, chalky chalk, chalkity chalk chalk on the minus 190 range? Or are we taking the run line for the home team Phillies in three, in two, in one? Minus one and a half. All right. All right. So those will both go here. You will soon be able to see them very soon. Mm -hmm. Soon, very soon. And for the wild card roll of the day, are we going to the total? Are we going back to a money line? Are 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 we going back to the run line? Are we sticking with a money line? What are we doing, money line dice? Let us know your wild card roll of the day. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Three. That is the over. Over game total. So you want to talk about a roll and a half there. I will collect these dice up, meander my way on over to you kind folks so you can see them live in the flesh. And then uh, I'm going to let my partner tell you a little bit about these plays and if he's got any particular thoughts on them. So once again, partner, you have the floor, my friend. All righty. Go ahead and go and show them those damn dice. All right. Well, the dice have spoken and we've got... uh, Phil's minus one and a half and the over. I actually don't know what that game total is. Let me pull that up real quick. Eight and a half, half, you think? I believe that. No, it's up to nine now. So over nine. You like that half tick? Uh Yeah, you do. Uh, Minus one and a half for the Phil's plus 125. Getting some sharp action on the over. So you like to see that. You got Drew. uh, That's pretty nice right there. Maybe a little higher. There you go. Uh, you've got Drew Smiley on the mound for the Braves, 5-9 ERA, and Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils, 3-8-4 ERA. Like Aaron Nola, it's an interesting matchup. We chose it because it's still a little unpredictable. you got AL East matchup here with two teams that know each other pretty damn well, uh, so it could always go either way. Drew Smiley's kind of been all over the map. I think we might be in for an Aaron Nola you know, bounce back. I actually don't know what he's been like lately. We didn't dive too much into the specifics of this matchup, but... Uh, Phil's minus one and a half, and the over nine, it's looking like minus 103. So some decent odds there, partner. Got to get limbered up here. The dice have spoken! There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) They are back in action. Ready to 
cash a ticket. You heard it here first, or maybe two. two. tickets. Two tickets. If you want a guaranteed run, two tickets to the window tonight. Because the money line dice know all. You heard it here first. Philadelphia Phillies, minus one and a half. And the over nine in Atlanta Braves versus Philadelphia Phillies. In the dice, we trust. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate you so much. Let's cash a few tickets here tonight. Let's get that record to 13 and 16, Dice. Come on now. Yeah, that sounds like one heck of a plan. Let's make sure they're nice and safely secured in the travel bag. Cinched up. I always like how we say it's a Thank you, Dice. See you on tomorrow's pod. I like how we always say it's a toss-up, but then when it picks a side, you're like, oh, you know what? I do actually like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Good call, Dice. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Dice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So let's run back real quick. Best bets of the day recap. So our mag's best bets on the left side of your screen and my best bets on the right side of your screen. Then you have the two for Tuesday parlay. And now officially the Moneyline Dice have selected the Philadelphia Phillies minus one and a half and the over nine runs in that matchup for them versus the Braves. There you go. There you have it. Get out your sports books. Get out whatever you do to make sure you have your picks lined up for the day if you are not in a legalized sport betting state yet. But, as always, let's get these bad boys to the window. Mm -hmm. It's time to have a damn day on this Tuesday. I see nothing but ticket cashing in the foreseeable future. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, gamblers, degenerates far and wide. If uh, you are one of the kind folks that just joins us for the first half of the TTL pod for all of our best bets of the day, the special play, money line, dice, bets, trends, analysis, and everything in between, that is the first half of today's show. Thank you so much for stopping by. If you're about to head on out of here, peace and love. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you, but y'all come back now you're here. We got more sports books to bankrupt, and we need your help doing it one play at a time. So make sure you come on back. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you're already locked and loaded, and you, and you might as well hit that notification button as well, so you just know when we're about to go live every single day or when we come out with some new content. We may be up to something, so make sure you stay locked in for that as well. But have a spectacular Tuesday if you're headed out of here. For those of you who are the TTL faithful and stick around for the shit talk that we like to call rants and reactions, it is time for that segment, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Go. Gonna skip the usual introduction of the ransom reactions. Keep you on your toes. Switch it up a little bit. Keep the body guessing, if you will. So it's time to get into the second half of today's show. As always, drop it down into first gear. Kick it on back a little bit. And let's talk some shit. Okay. Here we go. Uh, First things first, let me be a proper host here and get that out of the way. Moving right along, uh, nothing major coming out of NFL. We obviously capped uh, Julio yesterday. A lot of uh, crazy stuff, I think, about to pop off and happen. One thing I did want to ask you about, though, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't at minicamp today. Is that what you're trying to ask me? 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> Any uh, key thoughts, uh, arguments, objections, disclaimers, anything you would like to clear the air about uh, Roge not showing up, uh, QB1, QB12 not making an appearance at mandatory minicamp, facing a possible $93,085 fine. Chunk change. Chump change, I should say. Chump change. Jump change is his only change. response. Okay, so we Jump will change. see what happens with Rose. I do not have uh, any specific opinions myself. I think it's a very strange situation what we're seeing. I don't know uh, if it's going to end in your favor. I don't know if it's not. I think the Packers are sticking in their ways. That's all I. Uh, that's the only thing that I know. I shouldn't say for certain, but that's the only thing I feel like. I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they are going to do that in the slightest. I don't think they're going to entertain that thought. So if he's going to stick in his ways and retire after an MVP season, that would be wild. But I don't see that happening. So (laughs) I don't either. But uh, as I always say, the jury is still out on old A-Rod. So it is still TBD. What and what will happen in Green Bay and who will be the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback in week one of the 2021-22 NFL regular season? Oh my, it might get wild. It might get hairy, folks. So just strap in because you got all the best information coming from a source of a Stone Cold fan and a Bears fan that likes to poke the Bears. So this could get juicy, folks. Make sure you stay tuned, all right? But moving along, MLB weak ass late yesterday mm-hmm. goodness gracious all friday and we had to wait around until four o'clock and then 8 30 and then 9 15 for yeah, them to bizarre. kick off just uh, made no sense whatsoever but today back in action 15 uh games coming up on today's slate anything outside of our best bets of the day maybe you're uh wanting to watch wanting to uh hammer in some additional action outside of the show you've been looking at anything you like there ah uh, that's a good question actually i mean it seems weird whenever they have these monster slates and the action doesn't start till 605 p.m central standard yeah, time I'm, it feels like they should mm. at least give us one afternoon game one day game but uh you know i'm still gonna have to dive in i'm trying to remember i know you got the dodgers against the pirates I believe with Walker Bueller. Uh, so that's an interesting one. But I mean, all in all, it's, uh, you know, aside, outside of our own action here, I don't think I've got too much. And, uh, you know, we've got another night of uh, playoff action in the other leagues. So that is where most of my attention will be, I imagine. Yeah, I would have to. Aside from our action, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I would have to agree with you. I, I got my Cubbies rocking and rolling tonight. Uh, Zach Davies needs to have a huge game against his former team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot have a similar game like my boy Adbert had. Adbert just did not have it. There was something wrong with him. I was kind of telling you on um, off air. I, I don't know what the deal with him was. I, I they didn't really say anything, but they took him out in the fifth or sixth, I do believe, or maybe even before that. And it just he wasn't looking comfortable no. all night long. And then the the bullpen came in and just absolutely got shelled. So for as good as the bullpen they've been, as good as the bullpen has been, uh, they've uh, been been getting touched up a little bit here. So hopefully they can find themselves again and really start dealing. That's uh, yeah, fingers. <laughs> Cross. This is about. I can't imagine they're going to have a much tougher slate than they've had over the last week and a half or so into no. into this series. And playing so. on the West Coast and right. at the nine o'clock slot for Central Time. I mean, yeah, we're, we're used <laughs> to rough, that Central man. Time. So I mean, it, it, even for us, I yeah. mean, we don't play sure, the games and we're struggling to stay up for the yeah, West Coast sure, games, whether it's baseball or basketball. Right, and I'm sure today maybe this might be the first day that they're actually catching up from jet lag sure. and actually have their wits about them. So we'll see how they do against 
Lamette. Lamette has been actually really good for the Padres. So mm-hmm. I'm a little worried. Can't uh, lie as a betting man, as uh, somebody who knows the trends and looks at the odds and stuff a lot. But uh, still, fingers crossed. You know I love my Cubbies. I'll beat the table for them all day long. So hopefully we can uh, fly the W here tonight, boys. I ain't trying to fly no L's. I'm tired of this nonsense. We're getting hot. Uh, but outside of that, your Sox starting a uh, nice series here. Yeah, with Toronto mm-hmm. and another one with Detroit after this should, one. So. Should be a pretty electric series, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I haven't looked at the pitching matchups after today, but uh, I imagine you're going to have Lance Lynn in the mound there at one point, either tomorrow or the next day. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, two electric lineups, and uh, I'm excited for it. I like our chances. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think it comes down to whether Toronto's three, four, five, and six guys can make an impact, mm-hmm. or I guess... I guess two, three, four, and five. Um, you're talking about Guriel, Bichette, yeah, um, Vladdy, yeah. yeah. And in Vladdy, it's been really bizarre. He's had games where he is right on the ball. He works the count into those two-two counts and just absolutely rips one 500 feet over the wall. And then he has games where he looks like he doesn't even see the ball. So. I don't know what we'll see from him today. I think that, uh, honestly, Rodon has some, or Rodon, uh, whatever, however you say it, um, I think he has some real good success against this lineup here today. Yeah, so do I. I mean, you mentioned that the two through five hitters for the Blue Jays might be the same for the Sox. Yoan Moncada is absolutely blazing hot. He's yep. uh, kind of just been getting on base this past weekend, not tearing the cover off the ball this past weekend. But uh, I think the key might be my man Jose Abreu had a uh, rough weekend, got this day off on Sunday, give him a couple days rest with the day off tomorrow, or yesterday. Uh, so if he's back on his uh, MVP-like status, like he was for a nice little stretch there before this past weekend, I like our chances even more. Gosh, for your sake, I hope so, man. Because that... Uh, that uh... I feel good about it. Oh, man, it's it's brutal watching Jose Abreu bat like he was, going 0 for 5 and 0 for 4. And I mean, oh, yeah, Anytime oh, yeah, he does oh, yeah. that, it's only for you know a nice little small stretch, and then he gets it right back on track. Hey, fingers crossed for your partner, and fingers crossed for our first five bet today. Let's get it in action for sure. But let's wrap up the MLB nonsense. Big slate to get into today. Well, I'm sure we'll have some stuff to react to tomorrow. As for the NBA playoff action but a little bit of news to get into just before we get into all of the playoffs matchups from last night and matchups for today you keyed me in on this here today partner uh old daryl morty maury maury oh i typed that wrong my bad yeah, you keep me in on because I wasn't. Uh, I was just read, reading your fucking notes. So uh, it's kind of like one of those teleprompter situations. I'm reading Darryl the damn Morty. teleprompter. Uh, Daryl Morey, because uh, I, I wasn't too, uh, you know, if you know me, I'm not deep dive into the NBA. I just like to cap it. I, I like to get the lines analysis. Mm-hmm. I say that over and over and over again. I'm not that deep into the NBA. But you know what you're talking about here. Daryl Morey find because of tampering yes sir so give us more here daryl morey former gm of the rockets up until this year now president of operations with the philadelphia 76ers hit with a seventy-five thousand dollar fine for tampering on steph curry uh steph curry's brother seth plays for the sixers and had a huge night and a huge afternoon in game one of this series i think he hit 30 points uh and then steph of course showing his love for his brother on instagram i believe could have been twitter i'm not even sure Mm -hmm. um said i don't even know what he exactly he said but posted a twitter nice little caption whatever and then daryl morey all he did was take a screenshot of that picture with the tweet that said join him and that's it and he hits it with a seventy five thousand dollar fine for 
tampering despite uh you know Steph Curry not really uh presumably presumably being available anytime soon so a little interesting I think it's more of uh just trying to nip it in the butt so uh you know things don't get out of hand uh because they've been serious on these tampering stuff in the era of player movement yeah. where movement is pretty free in the NBA even when guys are locked into huge contracts for 2 3 years um so just I think for the NBA, it's just a nice little spot. I mean, it sounds silly, no question about it. But I, I would say it's just kind of nipping things in the butt so they don't uh, progress past that. Not even just this situation, but other situations like it yeah. when people actually are available. So Yeah, and I think it's complete nonsense. And I said to you off the show, oh, no, Daryl Morey right, can't right. drive all seven cars <laughs> right. this week. He's right. only got to drive four cars and can gas up. All, all right. only four of them mm-hmm. so oh no seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine bummer. or seventy five thousand yeah. dollar fine bummer that yeah. makes it even less <laughs> for crying out loud so just some goofy yeah stuff. i think this is nonsense but i do uh also think it's it's good um with how some of these super teams are getting put together i mean i don't know about all this yeah and i, I, I can't lot, imagine steph is yeah. going anywhere yeah the player moon, no i don't it, think he so. is either and i think the splash bros have a serious opportunity to get back next season so Keep your eyes on the Warriors. Actually, something else we didn't have down, but I wanted to mention uh, at Dead Press Picks on uh, Twitter, huge page. Uh, they they do some good stuff, and they work with PicksWise from now uh, time and again. Um, they tweeted last night uh, after the Bucks and Nets game. The uh, we saw the Nets absolutely dog walk the Bucks all game long. Put up a fifty spot on those boys. He tweeted, "Giannis still a pup," and. I concur. You concur. I think he. I think he's still a pup in the league. I think okay, he's a former MVP. I think we might have put the cart too far in front of the horse because some of those shots he was taking last night. I don't want Giannis pulling up from the top of the key to, with with needed threes on the line for me. So I've he got was some, building a damn house. Yeah, I've got some opinions on this. It's uh, it, it kind of two sided here because Kevin Durant also came out. I don't know if it was last night or this morning, basically saying like I'm. The, Quit saying my name in these comparisons, these day-to-day MVP talks about who's better than who, who's doing this. Because KD showed out last night and he yeah. proved who the fuck he was. Yeah. While Giannis, as you mentioned, garbage, not looking good in these playoffs, but in his defense... He is kind of forced to do a little too much when obviously they have Chris Middleton who's solid, but he's not the you know the running mate, the sidekick that Giannis really needs, and so they don't really they the people know how to defend Giannis in the playoffs because they are more than comfortable if Chris Middleton pours in 30 points but they can limit Giannis to get into the rim and getting those you know rolls, spin rolls, those uh, euro steps into the lane for those jams. If they can limit that and have someone else pour in on the off chance that they pour in 20, 30 points, they're okay with that. And so that kind of forces Giannis to stay on top of the key and force those bad shots that he's not as comfortable taking and he's not a, not as good as not as good at taking. So what and, you're telling me is not good. Uh, what I'm, what I'm you, gathering what I'm is telling he's not you, good. They don't have, he's very good, but he doesn't have the I help. Mean, he, I mean, he's not as well-rounded as a guy like Kevin Durant to whereas if, even if he's by himself, he can find a way to put the ball in the damn hole. Um, so offensively, as a full-faceted game, they need to find someone else that people need to be afraid of so that they can, uh, you know, stay, they force teams to stay out of the, you know, that middle of the paint type of area. Because Blake Griffin, I mean... What the hell is Brooke Lopez there for? 
Brooke Lopez ain't nothing. Well, I mean, I'm I I'm just nothing. saying. Then what the hell is this team in the playoffs for? You yeah, know, that's I, fair. I mean, I'm, I my, I agree my main with you. Point, my main I point. agree with you that they have no other outstanding weapons. I mean, they they lose Dante Divincenzo, and now they got to depend on Bryn Forbes. I mean, I, I I totally totally get what you're mm-hmm. saying. They don't have that other key contributor with like a three headed monster in Brooklyn, right? However, ballers ball, man, and when it no, comes I, time to step yeah, up, so I I'm not necessarily up. disagreeing. I just I mean he they Kevin Durant is a different level than Giannis. I will go ahead and say, oh that. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I tweeted yeah. it last night. At, you know, the first couple of minutes of the game, I thought last night was going to be the night that he really grabbed these playoffs by the balls. And even if you, uh, James Harden is out of the lineup, it doesn't matter. These guys are going to walk to the finals, and yeah. he really showed that. And it wasn't just him. Obviously, Kyrie played really well, and they have Blake Griffin, as I already mentioned, man. I don't think it's any fluke. I don't know if he's going to keep this level of production up, but. Uh, he is looking, looking like uh, the spry Blake Griffin that we used to know and love, and yep. uh, it's pretty damn fun to watch if, when he's throwing those poster down, posters down. Yeah, I don't know where that's coming from. And I it don't wasn't, know. And it wasn't like any fluky stuff. He had a no. nasty putback jam. He postered Giannis. I mean, he's diving all over the floor for these balls. It's electric, man, and I uh, I can't get enough of it. No, I really can't. I, I can't either. We also had another solid matchup, actually a, a good matchup to watch as terrible as that Brooklyn and Milwaukee game was yeah. to watch. Oh, I mean, you, you knew it was over, as you said in the first quarter, man. It, it was a wrap. And uh, we had the Suns and the Nuggets play. The Nuggets looked really well. They played very aggressively, had the lead going into halftime, uh, had it most of the first half, and then let it slip away. Yeah, And I said third. it at the top of the show, man, almost lost by 20 points. Yeah, the wheels fell off pretty quickly, and the Suns, Suns got hot, man. I, uh, I I, mean, Chris Paul, there was concerns even throughout the game before they went on that big run that something might be wrong with him, right, might be wrong with his shoulder. And then that fourth quarter, man, he was dropping buckets in yeah. from three. So he might be quite all right. He might be 100% fine. And if that's the case, him and Devin Booker, Devin Booker looked solid. He, uh, like uh, another guy on the East Coast, is rising to these occasions and, uh, do they run away with this series? I don't know. I mean, I think Denver gets at least one, maybe two, but the Suns proved that they're the better team in this one, partner. Absolutely. I think you are more than correct on that. We got some uh, other big NBA playoff action coming up tonight, uh, but got bets on both the games, so uh, we got some heavy action, and uh, I think... I think personally, it's going to be these are going to be the two series that are really going to come down to it. Uh, these are going to be the most back and forth between the Clippers and the Jazz. Yeah, uh, w- with the ones that we have going right now, because um, obviously Brooklyn Brooklyn's already advanced. They they got it in four. I'm I'm I, yeah, I, I, I people... told you a couple months back that I believe they were going to get bounced in the first round. I Colton Colt forty five Soroka recant my words, and the Brooklyn Nets are winning the NBA Finals. Thank you. Because I, uh, at the same time as you said that, I uh, laid down my opinion that they were going to walk to the They look so fucking so, good, dude. And they I saw a couple so people good. being like, okay, it was like a 25-point game. And someone, in the, I think in the, maybe at halftime or the third quarter, was like, all right, this game isn't over yet. And, and I mean, it you know, they still have if to they, go back to if Milwaukee. Milwaukee could have started making shots, it wasn't. Right. But, Milwaukee's a good team, but uh, this is a different monster that we're dealing yeah. with, and their offensive efficiency is through the roof. The so. Nets are too damn good. Yep. They are too damn good, too and damn good. Uh, I think they continue to roll. Uh, I think we got some really solid matchups coming tonight in summary for the NBA. 
NHL action, more Stanley Cup matchups tonight. We got Tampa Bay versus Carolina and Vegas versus Colorado. You know we're taking the Colorado Avalanche if you were here from the, for the top of the show uh, for the two for Tuesday parlay. Now, as for the Tampa Bay Lightning and Carolina Hurricanes, where do you lie on that puck drop, my friend? As far as actual betting angles, I am staying away because I really don't know. Uh, gun to my head, I think this Lightning team is just a flat-out better team. And I, gun to my head, I would take the Lightning. And now that I'm talking about it, I might sprinkle like a half or less unit on the Lightning. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But backs against the wall at home. It is in Carolina, I believe. Mm-hmm. Backs against the wall. I, uh, I'm a little, little nervous to fade the Hurricanes here. But uh, I really like the Lightning. So gun to my head, I'm taking the Lightnings tonight. Yeah, I know, you, tonight. I know you love the Lightning. I... You're higher in the Hurricanes. Yeah, than I, am, yeah. I, I might pull the trigger on the Canes. I, they, I'm not as high as I'm. Actually, what I am um, a little bit more higher on is the over mm-hmm. in both of these games today. Um, good opportunity. Follow us on the Action app at Cash underscore with underscore Colt at R Mags in all caps. All of us at Talking the Line. Why do I tell you that? Because uh, I just mentioned I. I'm liking the overs in these two NHL matchups, but I'm still not 150% sure. Once we get done with the pod, I'd like to dive back into the lab, do a little sure. additional research, and finalize some of the other plays that I liked outside of my best bets. So, might be locking those in, or I might be going under over on those, but I do believe I'm going to play the totals. I've been uh, I've been crushing the NHL totals here. Okay. Uh, for as every other fucking bet that I'm losing my <laughs> happy ass on, NHL totals, NHL I've been crushing totals. for some reason. So, uh, might... Might start dishing some of those out. I'm with you on those tonight. (laughs) I mentioned that uh, um, Avs-Rado game, or Avs-Rado game, Avs-Knights game, I thought was going to be a 5-2, 5-3 type action. Yeah, I think so. uh, That would spell the over. If I do, fuck it, I'm going to tell you right now. Go for it. Uh, Last I knew, they were both at plus money. Uh, The overs? Yes. So I can tell you real quick, fast, and in a hurry, uh, over for Tampa Bay and Carolina is set at five and a half plus 106. Okay. So you're getting the plus money poly and it's dropped down, which is great. You love that movement. Still at plus money for the Golden Knights and Avalanche over five and a half plus 100. Okay. So like if that. you're feeling crazy and you want to parlay those two bad boys up, you're getting plus 312 odds on Oof. them. But you just stick a unit down on each of them and you're getting some really solid returns. So yep. actually, I might like the hell out of those two overs. I, I don't do know. As well. I don't know because I know those uh, the lines were a lot longer for the dog sure. or, or for the for yeah, the, the underdog yeah, yeah, value. Yeah. Um, so they've kind of dropped down. So I think there's some heavy money flowing in on them. I, I got to like check that. a few things, actually check the money and the bet percent and sure. uh, see where we're at. But uh, I think some good games coming up. Mags, I got to talk about it. Go ahead. My halves, baby! All along, they flip the script on the Winnipeg Jets and get the sweep to move on to round three with ease. Yeah, I don't know what happened ease. to the Jets, but they were a corpse in this series. They are garbage. So many people are down on the Canadians. Even still, I mean, I was listening to something yesterday because I, kind of like you are with the NBA, I, I 
really enjoy watching the NHL, but as far as, you know, the analytics, diving deep and talking about these mm-hmm. teams, I can't talk about it as much because I just don't know right. as much. Um, so I was listening to some people and they were still down. They were so shocked that the Habs were doing this. They're down on them. They they think they're going to get smoked in the next series. I can't remember if they play the winner of the Avalanche it and the Knights. It would be Avalanche Is and it? Golden okay. Knights, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I agree that they... It's going to be tight. You think so? But boy... Well, so I... Part of... Part, another part of that is that the whole Canadian uh, travel situation, and mm. it's still kind of being up in the mm-hmm. air. And I don't even know if they're going to be able to host their games in Montreal or not, and, or if they need some type of strange host city for uh, you know a few games uh, in the playoffs. A so. mock bubble, if you right. will. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. But I, I don't know. I Toffoli playing out of his mind. Cole Caulfield, the kid, last night, pure effort right to get that assist and so my caveat with that is that of all the leagues of all the four leagues the nhl is the one where maybe not every single year but every couple of years you have a team like this that either squeaked into the playoffs or people are writing them off the second they're in the playoffs you saw with the blues a couple years ago went out to win the cup and so uh do i think the canadians are going to win the cup no but you know you just never know in these uh, playoff series the canadians are always a team with a red hot goalie at the right time so right man carry price was standing on his fucking forehead last night dude so (laughs) i don't know man keep giving me that if i was you i would still ride him so i'm on the fucking snake oil man (laughs) i am i am so looped out over these habs at this point in time man i can't blame you i'm not getting off the train i absolutely love them i they're coming back they came back from a 3-0 deficit now pulled off a 4-0 sweep now they get to chill out relax and what i think is a colorado vegas series that is gonna go seven yeah, maybe i mean maybe those two wear each other out. i'm <laughs> i mean i'm know, just dude. saying the habs might yeah. be your stanley cup champions i'm mm-hmm. just saying if it is true we will clip this moment as you well will. and we will come back sure. to it to have it when they lift that stanley cup because i have been so fucking high on them since before the playoffs started damn it oh man i hope they get it i don't it. know they if are, i can handle that oh they are so <laughs> i will lose my fucking mind i don't know if i can fucking it, handle that i have always loved the habs dude even like when i first started watching was like the pk suban days and like that mm-hmm. team was stacked as shit like that was that's probably less than Last decade six, or so six years ago yeah. um so I mean, ever since I fucking love the Habs. Oh my gosh, I hope they get it. Um, but outside of that, also had um, the Islanders and Bruins. Let's not forget, for all of this other crazy action, that has been one hell of a series. And the Islanders squeak out, edge out with a 5 4 yeah. victory in Boston last night. Yeah, I thought the uh, you know the Bruins came storming back in that game. I, I know a lot tie. of people, I know a lot of people had some issues with some of the officiating going against the Bruins. Um, because I think at one point, I don't know if this is how it finished, but I know at one point they were like 0-3 on the penalty kills. So the Islanders absolutely took advantage of those penalties. Yeah, they have three power play goals, 1-5-4. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, hey, I, it's going back to uh, New York, correct? Going back to New York yeah. with a 3-2 lead, my friend. So, uh, and that place is going to be fucking rocking. Habs? So. Islanders. Yeah, Habs Islanders. Okay. Like I'm telling you, these are my two teams. I absolutely love them. So I hate maybe a little Habs Islanders for the cup. Give me all of that nonsense. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be wild. Two underdogs who nobody expected. So what would you do? Just Habs? I would ride the dog in every matchup, I feel like, because they have both been so good in the dog role. And I think that whichever one would just be overvalued by the books and they would be 
using that Probably, to get, to yeah, get their money runners, back. Honestly, so yeah. I, I would just consistently play the dog. Sure. But, man, that would be a hell of a series. Anyways. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. I'm daydreaming over here. Goodness gracious. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that... Um, Nothing too major NHL-wise, nothing crazy news, kind of wrapping up. Uh, don't want to say wrapping up. We still got a whole bunch of hockey yet to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting right through the Stanley Cup playoffs here. So more action coming at you, and we'll have some more rants and reactions to bring to you for that as well. No earth-shattering TTL news or updates I can think of at the moment. We do have two new shows we are working on. One live show and one pre-recorded show. Mm -hmm. The pre-recorded show is probably what I'm most excited about. Um, Just a little teaser going to help us grow our network within the sports gambling and sports media industry. Mm -hmm. The pre-recorded show. Yeah. Without giving away anything at all. Uh, I am super, super excited about that. Um, have already reached out potentially um, for a few things, and uh, looks like it's going to be a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, the live show is something my partner is super excited about. Yeah, we still got a few things to hammer out, I think, but yeah, uh, it'll yeah. be rocking and rolling. But uh, these shows, they won't be uh, five days a week. Obviously, this right. is our bread butter. This is where we're at. Uh, this is our macro these other things are just chances for you to get to learn more about the industry, more about the TTL crew, more about TTL sports media, everything all encompassed in that umbrella. Uh, so those are kind of our micro content uh, that will go along with some of our additional stuff. Um, so we do have new stuff coming out. We are up to something. So uh, make sure you continue to stick around and uh, stay tuned for all the updates we have rolling out. We'll We'll obviously, excuse me, uh, we'll obviously give them out on the podcast as they come out. Uh, we got a, a little bit of game planning and stuff still yet to do, but as uh, we roll this stuff out, we'll let you guys know on the main pod. We'll let you know on our social medias. Hell, we'll probably even put out a press release here or there sure. just to make it nice and easy for you guys so you know everything. Pin it to the social media profile so you can see it, make it super easy for you. And then obviously, we'll always add it to the link tree too. So hit that link tree right there, right Right there. For those of you not watching, um, top link in description of episode. Uh, hit that one. Find all TTL crew content. Got it? Got Roger. It. Check. Done. Okay, there we go. And uh, outside of that, uh, besides the new shows coming, working on the infrastructure for a website and some other shit we can't tell you about. So there you go. Uh, big stuff coming. The rocket ship igniters have been lit and the boosters are starting to throttle up. So if you haven't got onto the rocket ship yet, I highly suggest you do. Because it's about to go into fucking orbit. No lie. I promise you. So stick around. Keep coming around. And we're just going to keep making bigger and better content for you every single day. All right. There we have it. Today's rants and reactions. How about we close this thing out the only way that uh, I know how and we know how as a TTL crew with some cold motivation minutes. 
give you a little inspiration to uh, get you on throughout the day. If you're just joining us, thank you so much for stopping by today's episode number 54 on this beautiful June 8th, 2021. I cannot believe it. We are almost halfway through 2021 already. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Cannot believe it. Um, If you are just joining us, welcome in. Time to get into some motivation minutes for today's message, perspective, inspiration, if you will. Said at the top of the show, if you didn't hear it, that I wanted to share a John Wooden quote with you guys and a little bit of perspective behind it. I actually don't have a whole lot of perspective to share behind it because it's pretty self-explanatory, but I will, as always, just give you a little bit extra. So today's quote of the day for my motivation minutes, might as well bring this bad boy over here, for my motivation minutes is, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. One more time, as always, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. And you've heard me say it time and time again that we are all going to face adversity. You've heard me talk about flaming arrows uh, and how I use that as kind of my moniker, if you will, of the daily challenges and obstacles that I will face. And um, just to kind of rehash that, uh, imagine yourself standing on a battlefield and it's just you and you see the uh, opposing army standing on the horizon and all of a sudden, one by one, you just see lights going down the row of this army. And then all of a sudden, the lights start shooting up into the air and you realize they're flaming arrows. And you got two options. You can either freeze in fear or you you can conquer that adversity and start grabbing them one at, or out of the air one at a time and snapping them over your knee. And that's how I kind of view, uh, gives me kind of that, I can do this, I can overcome this uh, kind of feeling because it's all about mindset. That's what it's, it's all about. And that's really what Coach Wooden is talking about here is mindset. You can have uh, the worst things in the world happening to you, but you can still be living in a positive frame of mind. There are some people who on the surface level look so positive and everything's so great and so good, but in their personal life and behind the scenes, things may not be going so well, but they're able to keep the positivity, keep the mindset. Things will continue to turn out good for them if they continue to do the best they can with the hand that they are dealt. I suppose that's what I'm trying to tell you today. Just do the best with what you're given. Not everything is going to work out to plan. Speaking from experience already, not everything is going to go as you anticipated it. You can try and anticipate everything. It's good to try and anticipate everything, but 99% of the time, nothing is going to work out the way that you did anticipate it. So you have to constantly react and evolve. And life is all about making the best out of what you are given. And those who will truly find success in this world, and I hope you find success in this world, are those who do the best with what they have. No matter the situation, no matter the adversity, no matter the obstacle, they put their head down and they get to it. They know that as long as they get up and get after it and go to work, that that obstacle, problem, challenge is going to get worked out and it's going to get fixed. So if you want to start 
seeing some success in your life. You want to start turning things around and you want to start relieving some of this anxiety that's caused by all the adversity in your life, which we all face and you're never going to be able to escape. Remember this. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Short and simple, short and sweet. Make the best of what you got. That's my motivation minutes for today. Good stuff, my man. Good, good stuff. Another way to say that you might say, definitely a little bit of a different variation, but when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah, and see if you got any vodka on the top shelf. Sure, there you go. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a party at the DTL crew. Huh. So I hope you uh, I got a good, good thought out of that message. I didn't want to share too much additional perspective or anything on that, um, just because I want you, I want you to think yourself on what John Wooden says, and that's really a lot of Coach Wooden's quotes are meant for you to think. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he spoke in a very philosophical way and um, the way he carried himself was... Your, kind of like a father figure yeah, too, whether it was, yeah. it was players or people like us reading his right. quotes. And you're, you're, I am telling you this to explain why I'm making you do what you're doing. Sure. And it, it just his coaching style, everything. I mean, I have the ultimate respect for him as a human being, as a coach, everything in between. So just kind of wanted to uh, share one of his quotes that's pretty special for me that uh, hopefully gives you that knock on the chin whenever uh, you get some adversity flying your way today and going forward and you're able to battle through that and fight on and keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Just keep living, man. L-I-V-I. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, can't disagree with that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 54 of the Talk in the Line podcast on this beautiful, I just said it, June 8th, 2021. Loaded Tuesday of bets. We gave you all of our best bets of the day, all of the value we found. We talked some shit, ran it and reacted as most as much as we could. I was gonna say most, but most didn't sound very well there. So as much as we could, gave you a little bit of extra motivation to uh kick you in the tush, get you going today, battle through that adversity. Now, as always, to close this bad boy out. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering in the soul, you've been dying to get out to the kind folks that have joined us on today's episode of the TTL Pod. Hit me with it. All right. How about a blind pick here? I got two options for you. Oh. Either a little uh, NBA strange, not yeah, sort of NBA or sort of NFL. All right, NBA or sort of NFL. Sort of, uh, yeah, you know. Because we have not really sort of shit going on in the NFL. Okay. Lay it on me. Did you see Mr. Bob Kraft was gifted a uh, brand spanking new, extremely custom Bentley from, uh, is it Michael Rubin? Yes. Michael I Rubin, Jay-Z, so. and someone else that I'm blanking on. But a lot of people were like, oh, congrats. The rich got, uh, you know. Even richer. Was it a Bentley or a Bugatti? <laughs> it was a Bentley. It was a Bentley. I'll mm. look it up right now yeah, just look to it double up, check. Make sure. but, I thought uh, it was a Bugatti Veyron because it was like the the uh, blue one. And Bobby was like, "Yeah, I was, couldn't even get that. Yeah. How did you? His dream Bentley. Oh, Michael Rubin, Meek Mill, and Jay-Z sent Bob Kraft his dream Bentley for his 80th birthday. So he's uh, worth $6.9 billion. Um and he just got even richer. Yeah, 
got uh, got exactly somehow he, I don't know how he can't find that type of stuff, but I guess uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he Jay Z and Meek Mill in the conversation. He was going up and down. He was like, I couldn't even find that. How yeah. how did you guys? But yeah, that was actually pretty sweet. Eighty year old driving a. Uh, Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar <laughs> vehicle. So who knows? Uh, that's a big body too, big boy. It's a beautiful car. It but is. Uh, hey, it is. thanks. Appreciate your sidebar. Look up the video. You probably enjoy it as well. Appreciate. Or maybe that. not. Maybe you're. Uh, you know. You think he's a scumbag? Yeah, well, maybe. That sucks as well. But uh, sucks to suck. Go for, go find your own <laughs> money. <laughs> there you have it. Appreciate that, Mister Magnuson. All right, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show and helping us bankrupt these books one play at a time. We're going to keep bringing the best content we can to you each and every single day. We ain't going nowhere. We do this for you guys, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate all of your following and support. If you haven't already, make sure you smash that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a rating, all that good stuff. It only helps us make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. With all that being said, as always, from myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs> <laughs>